0: Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem <laughs> of a detour.
0: Welcome to the Golf Central podcast, presented by TaylorMade and the all new Sim Driver. The driver head was in need of a drastic change in order to provide more performance. So TaylorMade changed the shape altogether with their new Sim Driver, which allowed them to make it fast and forgiving where every golfer needs it—the downswing. The pros love the new shape, but the biggest reason TaylorMade changed the shape was to help make you into a better golfer. Check out TaylorMadeGolf.com for more information on the all new. Sim family. I'm Rex Hoggard. We're joined by Ryan Labner for this week's podcast. And two weeks in, we've had two really good finishes, which we want to get to another dramatic Sunday at Hilton Head. Bigger storyline through a week and a half. The PGA tour was perfect when it came to testing for COVID-19. That all changed on Friday morning when Nick Watney became the first player to test positive. We talked about this. We speculated. Give me your reaction. We knew this was going to happen. Jordan Spieth said it best. This was a matter of when, not if. However, now that we've been able to see how this all plays out, how do you think the tour handled it?
1: Well, first of all, Rex, you've been on the road for for two weeks. Uh, I hope you as I hope you're symptom-free and you know that you've been uh, practicing social distancing and wearing your mask and being as as safe as possible. It's great to have you back home. Hopefully, you're doing all right. And um, I, as as Jordan Spieth said, I I wouldn't I wasn't totally surprised at all. Uh, Nick Watney was the first, and he certainly won't be the last. I think that's just the reality of the situation. Try as they might, and the PGA Tour did everything. They were as detailed and as exhaustive as humanly possible. We've talked about it in this podcast several times. 37 pages long, they couldn't have been more exhaustive in their preparation. And yet, it is, it is impossible to create a true bubble. It is impossible. The NBA is going through that very... Problem right now, it is impossible to keep everyone out. If you look at the situation, the two tournaments that you were in, they're testing roughly roughly 400 of the let's call it 1,200 or so who are on site. That is not a true bubble. If you are not having players quarantined in one hotel, not allowing them to to leave or go anywhere else, that is not a true bubble. So the best that the tour can do is mitigate the risk as much as possible. I thought they, they, they handled the situation on Friday as well as could be expected. Uh, what, was your, uh, what was your experience like on the ground reporting that story as it was happening in, in real time, the first positive test for COVID-19?
0: You're not in the flower
1: office today. Does that mean that your wife's not having angry Zoom calls or do you just, you got tired of the flower? Well, the phone just ran downstairs and she just ran into a, a room. I'm not sure if she's going to be berating her coworkers, uh, in another room, but she is at least giving us, she, she is at least giving us the privacy for this podcast to, to talk about very important matters, uh, such as the RBC heritage. So get back on topic. All right. I see what you did there. Yeah. You
0: kind of stole my lead it, and it's not a bubble and and I'm as guilty as the next guy of referring to it over and over and over again as a bubble, having been adjacent to the bubble for the first two weeks, It's more like a spaghetti strainer. And I don't mean that to be offensive at all to the PGA tour because you're right. It was 37 pages. That is as good as they can do because we're traveling circus. And look, the NBA has the luxury of being able to hold up at Walt Disney world in Orlando, Florida and locking their players away in hotel rooms and not getting on planes. Just think about the logistics of a PGA tour event. You have 154 players who every day at five o'clock when they were done working out, practicing, playing their rounds, went in 154 different directions. And I'll give you this anecdotally. And again, as guilty as the next person, I will completely own it. I stayed at a hotel last week in Hilton Head. Turns out it was one of the bubble hotels. Walked into, there was a bar on the roof, it was outdoors, to get dinner, takeout one night. I was just taking it back down to my room and there was a player sitting at the bar who waved me over. And when I walked up to him and we started having a conversation at a safe distance, it suddenly dawned on me like, this is, I'm not in the bubble. And I had
1: to explain that to him. And he was shocked. And it's not as though he was, and he was was not also staying in the bubble. He's not supposed to be at the bar having a drink. That's if you read the guidelines, that's a no. Exactly. Exactly. And again,
0: outdoor bar on the roof at your own hotel. I can see why this happened. Probably. Okay. However, however, it's not me being adjacent to him violates that policy. It violated the rules. And, and, look, both of us turned out fine, and, and he moved on to the next week and tested negative, and everything was fine. But you get an idea in that one little snapshot of – I'm not accusing players, certainly not Nick Watney. He was not out running around Hilton Head bars last week, which was a zoo, by the way. It was a it was a party last week in Hilton Head. You can tell people are done staying in, indoors. He, he didn't do that. He went to his house. He, he had a chef. He had his trainer there. None of these people were were violating these policies, and it still happened at some point between Tuesday when he took that test and Friday morning when he showed up not feeling well, he came across something or someone who was infected, and it got him infected, and it triggered all of these protocols. I think, and and I hate to say this because Nick Gwatney is one of the games – I mean, I truly enjoy being around him. he
1: He is a great dude, yeah.
0: He is a great dude, and I talked to his manager yesterday who said he is feeling better. He said, but he's having some guilt because he feels like he's the one that started this on the PGA Tour. He's not the one that started COVID-19. He just ended up in the wrong spot and caught it. And again, I feel terrible for him. However, if this does anything at all, it certainly opened the frat brother's minds to the idea that, yes, this is not a safe situation. We need to take this seriously.
1: And I also, I did find it interesting, Rex, that, that we didn't hear this at Colonial, but but last week, and I, it sounds like the circumstances were different just in the surrounding area, but but players like Justin Thomas and Carlos Ortiz and Matthew Fitzpatrick, they were all kind of, of um, expressing their displeasure with those in the area who were seeming to ignore those guidelines, and they said it was a party. You know, J, JT said, quote, it is an absolute zoo around here, uh, but I, I do think it is important to remember that that, that shouldn't affect the players. The, these external factors of, of bars and restaurants being slammed with unbothered, unbothered residents and who are kind of oblivious to a pandemic that is still wreaking havoc on our lives, that shouldn't affect the, affect the players at all. They're supposed to be at the course, getting takeout or room service or, or having their own personal chef with them, and then staying in their house. The outside factors of, of it being a zoo and, and, and people ignoring all these guidelines, that shouldn't affect them. But if they are going to venture outside that bubble, such as the, the, the player who was at the bar who waved you over and he was just kind of hanging on the roof, it's unlikely that he'd be transmitting the virus at, at that point. But he's still venturing outside the bubble. That is a personal choice and that has potential ramifications. But I do think – I, I, I don't know that it was outside the bubble in his mind. And, again, I'm not trying to defend
0: him. or, or, or I think everybody has the, the right intentions. Everyone wants to do the right thing. And I just use that as a perfect example of in his mind – this is my hotel. This is the hotel they suggested. Surely this is in the bubble. This has to be safe. Oh, Rex Hoggard with the Golf Channel. I know him. He's in the traveling circus. He has to be safe. Neither one of those things were true, but I can certainly understand why he thought so.
1: No, I, I get it. And it's just, it's, it's impossible to have a true bubble. The tour is just doing the best it can to mitigate the risk. Nick Watney was the first. He's certainly not going to be the last. But I also did think, I think it should have served as a wake-up call the PJ tour players. I th- also think it could also be a learning experience for the PJ tour. And I thought that this was potentially an opportunity to amend some of the policies in the wake of this positive test. We've talked about it for seemingly months now, how there, there is kind of that gray period from Wednesday to Saturday where players are not being tested. Yes, they're being temperature screened when they arrive at the golf course. They're filling out a questionnaire about what their whereabouts were over the past 24 hours. But as we know, and what we know about this virus is you can be asymptomatic and still be carrying the virus. I think that's, that's one thing that this highlighted. And Nick Watney would not have known that he even had something potentially wrong, if not for his whoop band, which, you know, tracked his, his respiratory rate, which was slightly elevated. That's what signaled to him to go seek out a, a medical uh, professional and get tested. The second thing, Rex, is Nick Watney, when he was awaiting his test results, was allowed to go... To the golf course. He was allowed to see Brooks Kepka in the parking lot. He was allowed to see Roy McElroy on the on the putting green. He was allowed to see Siwoo Kim on the on the driving range. To me, that's that's a no-go. There's got to be some kind of waiting area or or safe area where he can go await these test results for two to four hours. He he can't be allowed to be on the golf course while awaiting those results and protect and potentially interacting with players and spreading the virus. That's you just can't do that. Well,
0: uh, to address both those options. And and the second thing, I mean, as we stand on our Zoom high call and and sprout off all the things we feel like are are wrong in golf and everything the tour needs to change, retrospect, hindsight, all these things, I mean, to be fair. However, uh, I do want to point out that it was the whoop band that was part of the equation. However, he also had a fever and wasn't feeling well because at first I think everyone thought, well, it was just his whoop band that sent him over there. That's not the case. And, And I don't know. To be honest with you, but I don't think I can walk into my doctor's office and say, my watch says I'm not breathing right. Please give me a COVID test. I don't think that's the way it works. Now, to your point about what he does afterwards, I after, getting, after hearing the argument both ways, that no, he should not have been in the parking lot. He should not have been on the putting green. He should not have been on the driving range. That being said, man, I, I don't know how you work this out. He still had a tea time. And if right. that test that's, comes back negative- That's the problem. He still has to play. Now, I I kind of lean in the direction that a a lot of hardliners came out with last week, that if you have any symptoms and you have to take a test on Friday morning, the competition is suddenly secondary. And that's harsh, and we're still trying to have a competition. But I, I kind of agree with that, with the idea that as soon as he walked into that tent and told the doctor, look, I don't feel great, they gave him a test, he needed to sit there until he got the results back.
1: But if, the, if those results take two to four hours, as, as they've said, and he had a tee time, how do, you, how do you hold that tee time? Uh, that's, what, that's where you're going to run into some trouble. You, you, you can't make him WD just because he's not feeling well. He might, ha- he might have a stomach bug. He might the problem have, is guys won't kind – of,
0: if that's the case, guys will not – they won't be honest. They'll show up, and if, they have, exactly. if they're not feeling great, and that's the last thing you want. And so I don't know what the answer is. And it, it, I mean, to that point, I had a player – talk to me as I was getting ready to do a central hit about this exact topic, walk out of a door that was no more than 20 feet from me. And he had on Saturday and he had just taken the test to get on the charter. And he said, only half joking. I asked them, when are these results going to be back? He said, if they were going to come back within an hour or two, I probably would not have taken a test. Now this was someone who was vaguely in contention. This was someone who was clearly looking at the leaderboard thinking I have a chance to win. And do I want to walk in? And take this test and have them tell me an hour from now, nope, you're done. You're locked down in Hilton Head for a week and you don't get to finish the tournament. I mean,
1: these are problems. That's a little concerning, yeah. Because players, players are going to be disincentivized to, to seek out a medical professional, which is exactly what you don't want to have happen. That's why I've been saying since day one, players, just need to have, players need to be tested every single day of the tournament. That's the easiest way around it. That, well, I don't know. I see where you're
0: coming from on that one. However, it, the huge expense aside, whatever it costs, I think it, to be safe, I think we need to go down that alley. But when you address that, I'm not a hundred percent sure that the test that Nick Watney took on Tuesday was taken in the, in the, manner that we don't know. He could have gotten it on the plane on Monday coming from Austin. He could have gotten it on Friday in Fort Worth I don't know enough, and you start seeing all these conversations about how long it takes to be symptomatic, how long it takes to actually test positive. I don't believe that he somehow contracted it Thursday night and Friday morning tested positive. I don't think that's the way it works. So suddenly, even though you're testing every single day, and I see that's a layer that would make you feel as safe as we could possibly be in this era, I don't even know if that's bulletproof.
1: No, Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that's the best case scenario. You're still, you're still going to have some people who fall through the cracks, but I do think testing every day uh, would potentially weed out some of these issues. I, I did find it interesting in just reading some opinions of medical experts, and since you and I are, are golf writers, we are not medical experts, is that the 11 people who were contact traced and eventually tested, they all came back negative. Well, that was to be expected if they came in contact with Nick Watney 12 to 24 hours prior. The the virus just does not appear in your system at that point. I think a, a better indication will be, what were they a week from Friday? You know, once you have seven days in your system it, at that point, are you still testing uh, negative, which I think would be a very good sign. And if you would know at that point, this was then an isolated issue.
0: Yeah. All of those, all 11 were secondary tested and all tested negative, just to point that out. But yes. They were all given second tests. And so to do it, all right, we, we played this game the better part of three months now it should just be a regular staple on the podcast we should see if ray can come up with some sort of funny imaging that that we can play along to this because how many imaging? this this is this
1: is a this is a podcast you can't have imaging Uh, you want sound Um, effects
0: i'm not very yet i'm not very good at 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 the lingo but i think they call imaging even if it's sound imaging
1: just because we can see each other does not mean i think it even it's not our listeners cannot see us right now
0: well, I think you're getting caught. I think imaging can also be like a song or a, a, a jingle. Anyway, I'm not getting in this semantics conversation with you right now. Imaging can be a can sound. Be Got it. I think it can also be imaging, but how many, to, how many tests are too many tests? And you and I have had this conversation. You were on the low side of 10. I'm on the high side of 10. I'm going to change my opinion entirely and say, I don't know that there are too many tests for them to stop playing. Really? Boom. I saw the top of your head blow off when I said that. And I only say that. Because Nick Watney has proven to me the resolve that the PGA Tour has. And they had zero interest in even entertaining this question. Even after one positive test, I don't know. That, again, that I'm going to take it to the extreme. If we have 100 out of 154 players that test positive, yes, that's an issue. You're going to have to shut it down. I don't see them getting to that because of the contact tracing and what they can do. Number one. Number two, even if 10, as long as they feel comfortable that they've tracked all of these people down, and you've gone through all the protocols. I don't know
1: if there's too many, there's a number that you can qualify as, yep, that's too many. But if five to 10, so my, my thing has always been five to 10, uh, probably closer to five. Let's, let's just say you do have five to 10 players who, who have to withdraw from a tournament. The contact tracing for five to 10, you have to multiply that. And as we saw in Nick Watney's case, he happened to have 11 close contacts that they wanted to uh, end up retesting. That is a Herculean effort. That would require FBI investigators to 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 kind of go back and and retrace all of these players' steps and all of the people they could have come in contact with. That'd be a Herculean effort to have to do that. So to to me, you have to stop it at five to ten, just because you might not have the resources to to identify the the root of the problem. I mean that that takes time. That takes resources and once you're once you're pulling away from the competition with 5 to 10 guys uh to me to me something is lost and you just have to push pause and and say you know do we have an outbreak here or can we we trace it down and 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 rex that that takes time that takes time to do that
0: i agree uh but i saw a level of resolve with pga tour f- officials last week that was was much deeper there was not a concern, I guess. Like when, when, when I had the chance to ask Rory and to ask Jordan and to ask Brooks, what are your reactions to, to Nick Watney tested positive? They all had the same answer that, well, this was going to happen. As Rory so eloquently put it, we're still in the middle of a, of a pandemic. Like that has not changed. And for us to think that it's not going to happen, we're being naive. And I, I thought it was entertaining how many on social media – immediately called for the tour to shut down after oh, one that was never going to happen with one ever and i don't know again I, I don't see a number again i'm not going to take that to the silly extremes and say if half the field goes down they won't but i just don't see 10 15 20 positive tests causing them to shut it down i think once you get to a point where it's not a viable competition anymore now that could be a conversation but i, I just don't see it I, we right we've spent enough time talking about testing and i'm sure we're going to talk about it even more we did have a finish on Sunday and for the second consecutive week, I mean, it was a packed leaderboard. It was amazing. And I kept going back to the idea that for all those reasons that I thought guys were going to show up after three months and it was going to be rust and it was going to take them a little while to get going. I was completely wrong.
1: You were totally totally wrong on that. And I, and I, I remember arguing with you about it because I said, these guys now, a lot of them had to put away the clubs for seven, eight weeks either because they, they didn't want to play because they knew that they didn't have an end goal in sight or, you know, for the guys like Xander Shoffley, they couldn't go out and play. You know, the the state, the state was shut down. They were under lockdown um, and they couldn't play, but the vast majority of them, they continued to play golf. They worked on their games. They, they, they worked out some kinks in their swing that perhaps they they had going into that player's week uh, when the sport was shut down for three and a half months. And I think in in particular um, they worked on their putting, that's something you can do solitary by yourself two or three hours a day, um, and and really improve. And I also think, you know, not just the guys working on their games uninhibited for three and a half months, but also the fact that it's so hot out. You were you were out there at both Colonial and Harbor Town, the greens are soft. You have to water them to keep them alive this time of year. When the greens are soft, the fairways are playing wider, um, these guys are absolutely going to tear it up. And that's what we've seen um the last two two weeks and, and Webb Simpson was, was certainly the beneficiary of that on, on Sunday birdied five of his last seven holes uh, to win the RBC heritage. But I mean, Abe answer w- was, was right there. He missed seven greens total at Harbor town. That is, it's unfathomable Rex. You missed seven greens on, on the front nine of your, of, of one round. This guy missed seven greens total at a golf course that has the small square footage, of any on the PJ Tour schedule. To me, that was absolutely remarkable, but it, it's just a testament to to show the quality of golf that we're seeing out of these guys now on the PJ Tour. It's been so entertaining to watch over these last couple of weeks, and I think we're in for a similar show this week at The Travelers. And it's not like Tiny Answer has wedges into all of those greens. I mean, I, I
0: just don't think that – he was not overpowering that golf course like we probably could have imagined a Brooks Kepka doing it or DJ or Rory someone along those lines. I mean, he was doing it with absolute ball striking around a golf course that you have to shape it in both directions. And, and Webb as well. I mean, it's funny when you look at and, – and I had this idea for a column that I simply haven't gotten to, but it's, it's been sort of brewing in two weeks, and it kind of goes back to Rory's comments about art versus science. And clearly, Bryson is science, and he's taken that. But you can look at now at so many players, and I look at Webb Simpson as the artist. Because you don't wouldn't look at the way he plays the game and think to yourself – yeah, like he—he's not spending a lot of time looking at Trackman.
1: Though. I mean, it is a—it is an—it is an ugly painting, but but i, I see what your point that he's not—he's not doing it the way the bashers.
0: Uh, not everyone loves Monet. I mean, I did, You do things differently. Yes, I see what you did there. But I just—I don't know that uh, we can sit here and look and say the Rory is a beautiful painting. And I would also call him the artist. I guess would be the extreme yes, of that. Yes, is. However, when when you actually sit down and to your point about I was wrong that the guys came out hungry and i think more so than anything to your point that yes they probably worked a lot on their putting i just think getting away from the game i think putting the clubs in a garage for a month a month and a half two months like a lot of these guys did it made them want to do it like if you think about it we never have an off season you never have the opportunity just to turn your back on the game and spend time with your kids spend time in the backyard whatever the case may be and i think it made all of them realize that i really love what i do and they are willing Now to go to the extremes. Now I I will throw this one out there because it's that, you know, that Tuesday quarterbacking. We love to do seven PGA tour wins a major, a U.S. open, a player's
1: championship hall of fame. Yes or no for Webb Simpson. If his career ends right now, he's going, he's going to be a hall of famer. Yeah. I
0: I don't know what to say. No, we're going to sit here and have a fun conversation that he's going to win 10 more times. No. Yes.
1: Based on what he's done right now, based on what he's done right now. No, but I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if he picks off a major this year. He's he's 34 years old. He's still got several years. He's actually added distance. I I mean you really have to tip your cap to to Webb Simpson Rex because he's he's done it so differently from the rest of the guys in the top 10. You you look at them and I I point this out on Twitter and I got I got a little bit of heat for it. But most of the top 10 players in the world, yeah, imagine that. I got some heat on Twitter. Um, most of these guys are physical specimens. Who have really powerful swings, and you look at Webb Simpson, he has certainly he's he's kind of transformed himself in the gym, but he's he's not ripped by any stretch of the imagination. He doesn't swing particularly fast. His his average club head speed is 112 miles an hour. You look at what Bryson's doing now; he's he's 125 plus, um, and he's not even unleashing the kraken. Um, you know, Webb's Webb's follow throughs can can be somewhat ungainly. His 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 putting grip. You know, it, it looks ugly, but it, it's undoubtedly effective. He is so good across the board that he can make up for some of the deficiencies that he does have in terms of, of distance and what he's giving up to players. You know, if Roy's, if, if Webb's hitting a 7-iron, Roy's hitting a 9, and Webb is still doing it better than anyone on the PGA Tour this season. I give him so much credit for, for knowing his game and not wavering at all. He's, he's had a remarkable career resurgence. Everyone thought he was toast after, uh, after the a after the putting yeah. ban, and he is better than he's ever been. And I, I think it wouldn't surprise me at all if he's able to pick up not, not just one major, but even multiple majors. He's, he's that solid across the board now.
0: And, 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 again, this is going out on a limb, but given what he has to work with, let's face it, he's not one of these physical specimens. He, he doesn't have the ability to do what a Rory or a DJ, is. certainly a Bryson does. I would argue that he is better at his job than those guys are. And, like, I, I know all of them work hard to perfect their craft, and I can appreciate that. However, if you made everyone play from his tee shot on the PGA Tour, I would be curious to see how many guys could actually contend. And you're right, he is hitting it farther, but he's not Bryson. He's not Rory, no, he's not DJ, he's, he's not. He's he's,
1: at, he's averaging 302 off the tee. He's still he's still spotting Now Bryson's uh, overpowering everybody. He's still spotting Bryson on average about 25 yards off the tee. Well, and but it was he's interesting one of, he's one of the elite iron players on tour. He's great on the greens and he's and he's an incredible putter.
0: Like, following, following him the first round, really, I, I went and walked with him because Davis Love was in the group. And as you pointed out, whatever that means, releasing the Kraken. Yes, I know what a Kraken is. I don't know how, but everyone seems you to love that. Released? Good for yeah good for Bryson for, for coming up with something that everyone could glom on to. Not get caught up in the math. So, good for him. Someone got in his ear on that one here. Make it fun. Make sure they, they can giggle <laughs> at all everything you say here. Enjoy it. Uh, but when he did have an opportunity to really – release the Kraken 50 yards f- further than Webb 50 yards further than Davis Love who is granted he's on the Champions Tour and he's AARP he's in retirement whatever the case may be but he, he was still one of the
1: longest it. hitters of his day and he's not he's still not short and and for him to
0: define that extra gear is amazing but now put it in perspective so of those three guys one of them missed a cut Davis Bryson sort of played his way out of the tournament on Saturday and Webb won and if you were going to watch them, like I did, on just randomly walking around on a Thursday morning, just seeing, you know, seeing golf, watching golf, if you'd have made me pick one of those three, I was not going to pick Webb to
1: win that tournament. I might have picked Davis to win it before I picked Webb. I mean, that's a, I think that's a testament to a guy who absolutely has full confidence in his game and is one of the smartest players on the PJ Tour. And it also helps to have an absolutely red hot putter. Uh, the the transformation that he's been able to do on the Gunner. greens is nothing short of remarkable. So hats off to Webb Simpson multi uh multiple time winner now on the pj tour this season um i think you have to put him as as one of the top five to ten favorites certainly for for every major this year
0: all right so we don't have imaging for this ray but if we can work on it for the future i also wanted to fall back on the cliches that, that our podcast and say let, let's give grades through the first two weeks and i'll start you out rory mcelroy uh
1: boy i see c minus c-? Is that too hard? Are you asking me or telling me? Uh, I, it is. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you it's a, it's a C minus. Back to back finishes outside the top thirty. He hasn't done that in basically a year. The Sunday fade at at uh, Colonial kind of continued a trend that we've seen this year in Harbortown, while it wasn't his um, you know, that's not a, a style of golf course that's ever gonna fit his game. Long long hitters have still been able to to perform well there over the years, and as soft as it was, uh, I expect a better out of Rory. I'll give him a C minus for these first two first two events.
0: I loved his comment on Sunday. He said uh, he remembered why he uh, he hadn't been back to Hilton Head. in Yeah, about he, ain't, a decade. he ain't
1: he ain't coming back.
0: Yeah, he, he's not coming back. Yeah, that that won't be one of his ads. Which is which is too bad because you're right. I feel like I, I feel like C minus is is too low because he has shown signs, and I think it's a matter of pulling them together and, and more so than anyone in golf right now. I believe he can fix it quicker than anyone on the fly. On there, the there's road, nothing there's nothing defensive. wrong. Yeah. There's nothing no, wrong no, 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 Just no it's, it's golf courses
1: that, that yeah. kind of pinched him.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna go with actually B minus. I'm gonna turn that around. Dustin Johnson.
1: Um C. I, I think I'll think I'll stay with C. I mean he missed the cut of colonial. Ooh. He he didn't really contend at all. Uh, at time kind of faded on the weekend. Brooks severely outplayed him on Sunday. Um, this is just kind of more of of what we've seen out of out of DJ this year. I, I thought he was such a uh, a no brainer to have a huge bounce back season this year, and and yet he's fallen out of the top five in the world ranking now for the first time since 2016. Um, he just turned 36 years old. The arrow kind of seems to be pointing down on DJ. He hasn't he hasn't been good. He hasn't been good in a year and a half. No, I, and I,
0: I agree. I think I'm going to go with C on that as well, although I would have never wanted you to be a professor of mine because you seemed to great on the low very harsh. The scale.
1: Very harsh. Very,
0: very harsh. Uh, but, no, I would tend to agree. And this goes back to the TaylorMade relief match. I mean, he didn't do anything for Rory in that match. DJ played awful in, in that match. And I don't know that he's played much better. He finished tied for 17th in Hilton Head. It's a golf course he knows. So I'm going to kind of dismiss that idea as well as the miscut at Colonial. But I still need to see something approaching number one status in the world, which is what we expect out of DJ. So I think C is fair. All right. Give me a Kraken man, Bryson
1: DeChambeau. Um, Now keep, keep in mind, Bryson was playing well heading into the three month shutdown, right? Like he, he had a couple top five finishes and um, he was looking in good form. I I give him an A minus, you know, for, for new, for new bulked up Bryson, uh, colonial and Harbor town are not two courses that would seem to, to suit his new beefy game. And yet, he, he was there until the very end in both of those tournaments. And now I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do at travelers. Um, I think Mirfield village um, is setting up to, to really be a, a place where he's won before, but he can really just hammer away on driver um, with some reckless abandon. I look forward to seeing that show in person uh, here in a couple of weeks. So I give him, I give him an A minus look. He's got one, two, he's got five consecutive top 10 finishes now on the PJ tour. He's up to number 11 in the world, uh, Bryson, the arrow is pointing up uh, big time, A minus. Uh, I'm going to go A, and simply because it, when you gain that much weight, you probably shouldn't
0: be able to play golf the way he did. But I'm, I'm really going to give him an A, because these were clearly two golf courses, more so Harbortown than Colonial. But these were clearly two golf courses that do not fit his, whatever that style of play is, the Kraken style of play that he, he decides now. And, but he was able to adjust. And so I will give him complete props and point out the fact that he putted like a dog in Hilton Head. If he putts even yeah. halfway decent that he makes it even a better now I will also say this that when he hit it in the tree on Sunday and we both kind of rolled our eyes when when you mentioned Twitter and social media the funniest lines I've heard in a long time was someone on Twitter who said I wonder if he can just pick the tree up and throw it towards the green
1: (laughs) just uproot
0: the tree himself just just throw it and turn green and do the whole whole thing (laughs) come
1: make a ruling on that slugger white I wouldn't put it past him now all right, uh, moving on. Brooks Koepka. Uh, he's a he's a curious one. I'm not sure how much weight we want to put into a Sunday finish, but I'm I'm I think I'm I think I'm a believer that he's back. I'm giving him a B plus. Uh, he wasn't particularly solid at, at Colonial, but um, you know, having the two front nine eagles, um, at Harbertown, and most importantly, he he led the field in strokes gained off the tee. Um, Brooks' game, Brooks's game is, is predicated on, on power and being in the fairway and being able to take advantage of his, his short clubs. He filled it up with you know, more than 350 feet worth of putts, led the field in strokes gained off the tee. To me, uh, that is a sign that, that good things are coming for Brooks as we now head into a very important part of this condensed season.
0: I would agree with you. I would give him a B just because I I don't get caught up in the nuance as much as you do in this particular situation. But I think when you look at where his game was before quarantine and what he was able to do, we talk about – Disarray. Total disarray. uh, He was lost. I mean, you don't take an emergency flight to Vegas to work with Butch Harmon on the eve of the Players' Championship after missing the cut at Bay Hill without having some panic in your voice. Now, he would never admit that, but you you don't get on that flight. You you don't go searching like he went searching. And I, i also say I think he's healthy. The three months off gave him an opportunity. I mean, the knee injury last year I think lingered longer than he probably would want to admit. And I just think the idea that, let's be honest, last week was supposed to be U.S. Open week, and he is geared towards those major championships. I just think his biological clock finally kicked in. So I think a a B. All right, last one on the list, and I I like this one, so I kind of threw this in at the last minute. You probably didn't see it coming. Daniel Berger.
1: I mean, A++? There you go. Wow. You are a good teacher. I mean, what – what, what what more do you need to see out of the guy you did you want him to close out on Sunday are you are you disappointed he finished two shots back he, he, you got to give him an A plus Boog, Boog is back Boog is back baby I think so I think so
0: and it's amazing to think and again this is someone who's dealt with injury but how quickly uh, or how thoroughly maybe is a better way of saying it he had gotten rid of, written off. Yeah, by, I'm not going to say all of us, but certainly the media stopped paying attention when he stopped performing. That's what we do. We, we kind of go on to the next brightest thing, the shiny thing that's going to distract us. And I don't think many you know, on our side of the business realize what a talented player he was. I mean, he had two tour victories, both of them coming in Memphis. But I think when you in look at June, the larger- June
1: is June is Daniel Berger's time. Bug. Yeah.
0: So no, I think you're right. A plus plus. I'll I'll leave it at that one. Uh, it, wait. I'll throw one more at the very end, just for funs. Tiger Wood.
1: Uh, incomplete.
0: Very much so. Incomplete. He did play golf last week at Frederica,
1: though. with Charlie? With Charlie. Father's Day. What a what a he, he was just rubbing it in for tournament officials. He was an hour away. He was an hour away the entire time <laughs> from a PJ Tour event, which like matched the record for the strongest regular season event on on record. And Tiger's just. Playing some Father's Day golf with his son. Good good for him. It's great to see his priorities are in order and, and we look forward to seeing him what we all think will be at Memorial in a couple of weeks.
0: Put yourself in his shoes. When is he ever going to get a chance to play a round of golf with Charlie in, in any time in the next Day. decade? On Father's. On Father's Day. When is he ever going to get a chance to do that? Never
1: again, unless he unless he retires.
0: No. Like I, I came in on the side that, you know, certainly I was disappointed and the officials in Hilton Head were disappointed. But like once you saw the photo of him and Charlie, playing golf at Frederica and hanging out on Sea Island and enjoying themselves yeah, Pretty like cool for him. Yeah. Pretty yeah. cool. I don't know why you have to take the
1: boat. Yeah. Just fly, man. Why, why he do you, gotta stayed te- at why, the do you gotta why do you got to tease guys for a week? He didn't stay on the boat. He stayed at the cloister. So he was just getting, he was just getting some reps on for the, he was just getting his yacht, some reps. I mean, I guess I don't, I don't know how it works when you have a yacht. I don't know if you,
0: yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't dri- know from experience. Well, clearly you think that he should have sailed the yacht up to Travelers. So that's a park Hartford.
1: it, park yeah. it, in park Hartford. it, yeah. yeah, park it there, and then take a private plane. Easy, easy <laughs> solution. That that sounds like the way we we should have pulled that off.
0: An <laughs> uh, easy, and easy we'll, fix. Uh before we get out of here, Travelers Championship this week. Do you anticipate another Sunday like we've had the last two weeks?
1: Uh, yes. The way that golf course is set up on the back nine, it's abs- it's tailor made for for uh, theatrics so absolutely I I expect it's a great field once again it's a golf course where you can make a lot of birdies weather should be good greens will be soft the guys are going to absolutely tear it up again I agree and this is something closer to a bigger ballpark so I will be fascinated to see how the Rory's and
0: the Kraken's I think the Kraken made the trip up he did yeah the the Kraken's there the Kraken's there I know I know he's there but did he make did the Kraken make the trip up
1: oh the Kraken's always there it's always it's just it's just an hibernation Very good. All right. That'll do it for
0: this Golf Central podcast presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim Driver. We'll see you next week. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance. Jewelry. Luxury bags. activewear